Hello and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. Thank you for joining me. we got a great show planned for you today. I'm talking to Brett Connors about Wimbledon 2019. The Wimbledon Championship started today. We're going to break the entire tournament down. Brett's on Twitter at BetConnors giving out gambling advice. We break it down from the gambling side. Who we like in each draw. Will the big three continue to reign supreme? On the men's side, which young guys can break through, step up? Will Sitsipas or Zverev or, or team finally come through? Or is there a dark horse out there? On the men's side and on the women's side, who is it going to be as well? Will Osaka continue to win at slams? Ash Barty's the number one player in the world. What do we think about her? Pliskova has a good draw. There's always some parity on the women's side, so we break all that down. It's Brett Connors now on the Money Mitch Effect. Talking Wimbledon. Let's start the show. All right, now on the Money Mitch Effect, time to talk tennis. You know him from his Twitter handle, Brett Connors. Friend of the show, Brett Connors. Talking tennis, talking Wimbledon. Thanks for joining the show. Money, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. It's been, uh, well, before we get to Wimbledon, I want to just bring up one thing. It's been about three months since we talked, and we're looking pretty smart, like we can predict the future, because three months ago, we like this young Aussie player named Ash Barty, and she's been killing it, so I think you're welcome, America, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's right, man. If, uh, if you had listened to us back what was it, before Miami or Indian Wells, we, we kind of talked about her as someone who would be coming on, and it's crazy to see how she's, you know, she's number one in the world. She just won the French, which she thought was her least favorite surface, and she seems like a really nice person and a hard worker, so it's cool to see her have success. It was before Miami. We were we were uh, you know predicting her, and I, and I think you used the phrase like it should be about her time now. The way her games progressed, and she started the year I think outside the top fifteen even has had some big wins. Wins Miami, and then backs up as you said with the French Open, and uh, maybe not her best surface. It's weird to say too that a lot of people are saying that grass might actually be her best surface. If that's the case, then this could be a very fun and interesting Wimbledon, but. It's it's getting to that point. We're going to start with the women's draw, Brett, but part of it is that it's a such a short season. It almost just comes and goes in a flash, and you forget who's good, who's not good, maybe who's unproven on grass. So I think that adds to the element of maybe some unpredictability, especially on this women's side. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can look at the odds and just see that, I mean, Barty's the favorite, 5-1, to one, but then there's just a bunch of people after that that you know have pretty good odds it's more of a crapshoot on the women's side than the men you could probably make an argument for 10 or 15 players to, that could win this tournament this week so definitely more interesting and more storyline it'll be fun yeah let's start with the odds because as we mentioned Barty is uh the number one player in the world five to one odds to win the tournament Pliskova is six to one and she's been rising up the radar this past week winning Eastbourne Brett not exactly just because she won Eastbourne but because she beat some top players and really was dominant in doing that then you have Serena at eight to one Kerber the defending champ at nine to one followed by Kvitova 12 to one Osaka and Hal about 16 and then it drops off after that so a lot to process these are women that have most of them that I mentioned have won majors before and it wouldn't shock us if any of them got hot. I think that's when you start to look at the draw, who's going to maybe get lucky, avoid some top seeds, and, and not get bitten by the upset bug. But I'm with you. I think 8-10 to 10 easily could win this tournament. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, you said Barty, Pushkova. It's interesting because Pushkova beat Kerber in Eastbourne, like you said. Usually not a good thing to play the week before a major. So watch out there. But I think Pushkova, the reason her odds have moved up so good is her draw. Like if you look at her draw, her, her quarter, she's got a lot easier draw. She's got only one Grand Slam winner, which is Ostapenko. So I think she's plus 170 to win her her quarter, which is not a bad bet. If uh, she can continue, she's got a big game, big serve, big forehand. So grass court, yeah, like you said, we keep waiting for her to, to kind of come on. So we'll see. I look at Kvitova, and I'm wondering, health-wise, this is the two-time champion who's been playing some of the best tennis of her life before the injury bug came back. If she's ready to go, and we'll have to see a couple matches, 12 to one's looking kind of nice there. It is funny to see Osaka and and, Kvit, and uh, Halep down. You know, 16 to one. It's been a while, couple majors at least that we've seen them as low on the totem pole for a little different reasons. Halep hasn't necessarily had the success here. 
and Osaka just doesn't seem fully right. But she usually does pretty well in majors, so she can prove us wrong again here if uh, she gets going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the women's side is pretty fun to look at just because, like you said, Halep 16 to 1. She kind of, we still don't know what's up with her after winning the French last year. Seems like she's kind of like, you know, maybe relaxed a little bit and she got changed her coach. I know Darren Cahill doesn't work with her full time anymore, so maybe she's still adjusting to that. But, um, yeah, like Conta's been playing pretty good, but she'll have all the pressure of being the number one Brit. How will she do with that? I think look out for Anna Samova. I mean, she broke yeah. on the scene at the French. 33 to 1. On the one. scene at the French. Yeah, so she gets a pretty good number. She served really well at the French, so if she could bring that serve to the grass, I think that'll definitely benefit her even more. Mugu's like 33 to 1. Stevens, 40 to 1. So, I well, mean, that's... those are big names. Grand Slam champions were pretty far down the line. They're yes. getting pretty big number on Sloan is well. We know we've we've been over this before. I, it's like I can't pick her to win because she'll just lose before the <laughs> show gets posted on Monday morning. Uh, that, <laughs> that that's that's always a good chance of that happening. But I would say that those are some good long shot picks. Maybe even Benchitz at thirty three to one has had some good results on grass recently. Uh, Kennan had that run in the French Open. She's about forty. So I think there's definitely a play. I mean, look, every major, we can we can run it back the last couple of years, but I think in the last, like, eight majors or so, there's always been either an unseated or someone outside the top 20 to make the semis in pretty much all but a few of them. So you're going to see somebody make a run that we didn't just say. Yeah, for sure. Somebody's going to come out of the pack that you're not thinking about. Um, I mean, I think we said bench it. She has had a really good year, but she's kind of in that quarter of death. You know, so I think the person who's going to come out of it is going to be someone in maybe Pliskova's quarter or one of the other quarters, you know, Burton's quarter, some one of the other quarters where, like, they're able to maybe upset one one seed and then inherit their draw and maybe make a little run. In the one quarter you have Kerber, Serena, you have Gerges, you have Barty, Mugu is in there too, I think. And, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Dude. That's a lot of grass court success. Four former winners, including Sharapova's, in there too. So yeah. I don't know. I think if there's a long shot, it's going to come from one of the other other sections. I'm surprised Serena's odds are as high. We've been over this before that she's got the name recognition. She's won a lot in the past. She was a finalist last year. The year hasn't been great for her, and the draw is brutal, as you said. So that's a bet I absolutely do not like going into the first week. But let's get to some of the some of the quarters early and break them down a little further here on the Money Mitch Effect. Starting with the top one, Barty's the top seed, and uh, I, you know she's looking at that second round matchup, Brett. That that's got your attention. The first round, Kuznetsova and Van Utvank, and uh, I know those are two of your favorite players. The winner gets Ash Barty, but the section's got Benchic in it. It's got some other players. Mugu's in there as well. So Barty, it's not going to be smooth sailing, especially if a third round matchup with Mugu comes. We'll see. We'll see how Barty locks into being the alpha, the the top dog now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, totally different than what happened at the French. I mean, at the French, she was, you know, one of, like what, like we just said, like one of a group of players that could make a run. And now she's looked at as a favorite. And now she's even looked at as a favorite to come out of this draw, this quarter. She's plus 200. So with all these other great players in it, she's a favorite. So that's going to be a little different for her. Randomly, I happened to watch her match at Wimbledon last year where she played Cassid Kina. And, like, she won, I think she won the first set, and you thought she was going to win, and she ended up losing. But, you know, she has the game for the grass. She has great feel, great hands, great serve, you know, good volleys, good serve and volley. But, like you said, that section, man. Even, like, Beckett is in there. They play, she plays Risk first round, who's a pretty kind of a good grass court player. She won another title on grass earlier this year. Vintage gets Pavlyuchenkova, who's kind of a former top 20, you know, tough first round. You got Kanepi in there that yeah. just messes things up every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Lauren Davis, one of my favorites. So, I mean, it's tough. Whoever comes out of that section is going to definitely earn it. And you wonder, like, will they be beat up going into the last weekend, or will, will that make them strong and then maybe be be the one to beat? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that uh, looking at Barty and Mugu, if that is a third-round matchup, I still think Barty is playing the best in the world. She continually gets better. But... Mugu's won here before, and if her serve's working, that could be a tough one uh, for sure. You, you have a preference in Kuznetsova Vedutvank, or are you going to make that pick later? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always going to go Kuzi. 
even though I like Van Uthank. Kuzi uh, has been a longtime favorite for me. Two Grand Slams. She's been a great player, but she's on the you know back end of her career. So we'll see. It definitely, still, she'll still have to earn it to beat to beat either one of those players if uh, Barty can get past Shang. So that should be a fun section for sure. Uh, I can't wait for that. But two is probably the one that I'm looking at because it's got Kerber, it's got Serena, it's got Gurgis, it's got some some star-studded names in there. Brett, I'm looking at a, a second-round matchup. I'm going to look a little bit ahead here, but I think Serena could have her hands full with Christina Pliskova if she serves very well. That could be tough. It's almost like you know Serena's going to have to run the gauntlet with the other best servers on tour just to get to the fourth round in Kerber, but... Kerber herself has Maria in the first round. No easy matchup there. You've also got Sharapova in this section. So what would you gauge Serena's chances for you know, making another deep run? I know she says she likes to be battle-tested early. Last year she made the final, didn't really have to beat too many players to get there. you think it's going to be tough sliding for her, or do you think she'll be able to handle it? Um, I mean, it, it's weird. Like We keep waiting for Serena to, to have this big comeback. Like she's made the finals, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open last year hasn't had the success this year, hasn't really played a lot lately. She's been battling the injuries. and I mean, if she's ever going to make a run, Wimbledon is kind of the tournament because she's, she's got her serve. But with that serve, if she's serving well, she can easily just get herself to the semis. But then this section is going to be difficult for her. But, I mean, I wouldn't bet against her. I wouldn't want to bet against her. I would say, I mean, this we're in agreement. She's always going to have her best chance here. Because the one thing that's kind of gone by the wayside and, and deteriorated is her mobility. She doesn't really move a, around a lot out there. But with her serve, with her ground strokes and her power, this is the perfect place for her. And I do think there's something to be said that she wants to have tougher matches earlier to get her ready and get her into playing shape. I would love to see her play Kerber again, Brett, because Kerber has confidence against her. I mean, she's beaten her in two major finals, two out of three that they've played, once here and last year. And she's just a very smart player against Serena. It's it's almost crafty when you watch it happen. But I'm not I'm not going to just pencil Kerber in because we've seen her get upset early. She's got three majors. I respect that about her, but she's not always the most consistent player in majors. No, no, she's kind of she's hot and cold. Like she can be beating anybody, but then all of a sudden, you know, just go away and lose a match, and you're like, what happened there? Yeah, this is definitely going to be the section that's going to be fun. This section will take a lot of the attention off all the other, almost the rest <laughs> of the draw, it feels like, which will be good for all the other players. They'll feel like they can kind of sneak under the radar. But we'll see, man. It'll be uh, it'll be fun from, from the get-go. Kerber played Sharapova last week, or two weeks ago, I think, and, got dis- and Sharapova got destroyed. So uh, I don't know if Maria has a run past the third round anyway. Uh, we'll see there. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one there. Uh, the next one has Kiki Burton, who's the number four player in the world. We didn't really mention her earlier because she's never really been a great grass court player. Maybe this is a section to look at, Brett, and think there's going to be uh, an unseated quarterfinalist, maybe even semifinalist, because if Burton, who you know had to re- pull out of the French Open with an injury, isn't at tip-top shape, isn't playing well in the grass, it could be a number of women in this draw in this quarter to make it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like like you said, Burton's not the most, you know, well-versed grass court player in her career. I mean, great player, but struggles a little on the grass. And then the second favorite in this in this quarter is Kvitova. She's like plus 390 to win the quarter, but she's battling the injuries. You know, she's just coming back now. She didn't play any of the warm-up tournaments, so you kind of don't know her health. So like you said, this is definitely a section where Somebody like Sloan, if she can get through those first couple rounds, she's eight to one to win this quarter. Ooh. Anna Samova, Anna Samova's nine to one to win this quarter. So I mean, Conta almost five to one to win the quarter, so, and then you get goes down from there. Yeah. But I mean, anyone, any one of those. I mean, like even Mertens. Mertens goes to eighteen to she's one. She's been a major semifinalist before. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Mertens is a good pick here. Uh, as well, uh, even somebody like, even somebody as crafty as a veteran as Pekovic, like who, who to say she can't come out of there as well. So basically anybody here except for Bouchard, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, even like Mladonovic, like is she ever going to kind of – she's in this section, right? I mean, if she could she could get to her first round. She would play Kvitova theoretically right. if they both win. What's interesting you with know, her is – yeah, her game, she's not really a grass court player. Obviously, Clay is her surface, but she's great at the net being a doubles player. So if she can you know, yeah. serve well, she'll, she'll set herself up well. Kanta's another one, too. I think that's that's another bet that I can, I would feel a little good about. She made the 
the run at the, to the semis at the French. She's hit, made a run at Wimbledon before. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be unpredictability here. And Sloan is typical. Get me to the third round, and then I really like her chances to do something. But it's almost yeah. 50-50 at this point that she'll be bounced early. Definitely. I mean, you never know. She's, like, recently engaged. Maybe she's, uh, you know, focused on her wedding and stuff like that. I know that's, like, a big thing, obviously, in someone's life. But, like, it was weird at the French. Like, she came out and didn't – she was looking good, like, looked really good, and then went out against Conta and just didn't show up. Like, someone forgot to, like, wake her up for, for that match or something. It was just really weird. She couldn't hold serve and just – she was just – she couldn't break. Conta was, like, easily holding against her. It was just kind of weird to see. I don't know what was going on there. So, Right. But well, if she can get past the first couple rounds, then, you know, she could be dangerous. Well, I've averages with Sloan says she's going to do well here because last year she lost in the first round after after losing in the French Open final. So struggling at the French, maybe she'll do well here. But I want to that this is the most fascinating. I know the other section, the other quarter has all the star power, but I want to see what Sloan and Kvitova have early and then kind of gauge from there because I do think Annie Samova is lurking as a uh, potential. Her time will come. It's a lot like we're talking about the men's game with Sitsipas. Is he there yet? Maybe not, but who knows? All it takes is one run. You never really know until it happens. Uh, bottom half of the draw, Brett. I can't believe Svitolina is the number eight player in this draw. It's just it's incredible. Uh, just all I'm going to say about that. That section, that quarter has Pliskova in it. We talked about it early. You know, If you look at sections five and six in this draw, Brett, it seems like there's one player that's theirs to lose, and it's Pliskova, because this could not have gone any better for her from a seeding standpoint. Definitely. I mean, you know, you, you feel like this would be her time to make, like, the semis here and, and win this quarter. Like, the second favorite in her quarter is Martich, who's had a good year, but she probably have to say she's more of a clay quarter. Sevastova, a little bit of the same. And then Svitolina, 10-1. I mean, Svitolina can't can't uh, can't win a match recently i mean her record at wimbledon's not good she's five and six career she's lost in the first round three times mm. the second round twice so and you know you don't know what's going on with her off court is jim's life on is it off big, <laughs> gavrilova big is a time. tough first round match gavrilova is a tough first round match for her dude gavrilova's getting plus 280 in that Ooh. match that uh, might be a, a, a nice little yeah let's circle let's circle yeah, maybe worth a tenner. I don't know. Uh, let's circle that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that section it seems like it's set up for Pliskova. She's another one where you feel like she needs to get past the first couple rounds. Cause, like, she gets upset early, you know, but if she can kind of get into it, if her serve's working, and the movement is the only thing that worries me, you know, with her. If you get her moving side to side, then she's, she's not as good. So she needs to end the points quick and, and, and serve good and hit her big forehand. I do, and Vondrasova being probably the, the toughest player in this area, but we'll see if she can back up making the French Open final, play well on grass. She has great hands as well, so I think there's potential there, but it should be Pliskova's. I I do look, though, at this Fidelina section and think probably pick a long shot to make the quarter, whether it's Mardich or Sakari, or there's probably some good odds there because that looks like it's completely wide open. Uh, and then you have the very... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Pliskova being such a heavy favorite makes everyone else's odds, like, better. So if she were to happen to go down, it'd be right. It might be worth putting, you know, putting something down on, on a name or two just because, like, their odds are so good. Like, I don't know about Ostapenko's health because she had to retire from her last match last week. But she's getting 12-1 to 1 to win the quarter. And she's made the quarter and the semi the last two years here. Kind of low-key, a random, like, good grass court player at Wimbledon the last couple of years. Yeah, Shway's tough, though. I feel like she's going to lose that first-round match <laughs> matchup, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Yeah, she's a, she's a dog in that match. And she's I like agree with it. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. it could go either way. Shway is just very tough to play against. Uh, the, yeah. You also got... The rallies are like three or four balls. Shway's going to win. If they're shorter yeah. than that, I'll think it'll you also got Flipper in that section, too, who can just steal a few matches as well. So there's some things to, to consider there. The very bottom of the draw I'm very intrigued with because, Brett, there's a record that I don't think will be broken for a long time, and that's the age difference between Venus and Coco Goff in their first-round match. I mean, it's just yeah. incredible that the draw worked out that 24 way. Years. We all, yeah, we all 24 like, years. We all like Coco Goff, and we all admire the fact that Venus can't retire because she keeps beating people at 39 years old. But this could be this could be a moment. This could be something here because 
I don't, I don't have the odds in front of me, but I think Goff absolutely is on the is on the rise. Is going to make a name for herself. Looks great in qualifying, and it should be a pretty good moment for her. Win or lose against Venus Williams. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Twenty-four year age difference. I mean, you know, Venus has been playing well longer than this girl's been alive, and now that they're playing at Wimbledon, it's crazy. Golf's getting plus two fifty. So, I mean, if you like golf, that's a pretty good number. Venus like got to lay minus three thirty. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about golf's game to really think that she'd be able to beat Venus. I mean, if Venus is serving well, she's so good on grass. It'd be hard to kind of bet against her, and maybe the moment gets too big for golf. But either way, it's an awesome story, and cool to see two American, you know, players, you know, different into their career battling it out at, you know, the biggest stage in, in tennis. Yeah, absolutely. I really just can't wait for this one. Uh, and, and talking about this section in particular, Brett, before we get to the Osaka uh, area, who do you think the biggest mm-hmm. threat is to Halep making the quarter? Like in her first four matchups, who do you think could get in her way? You've got Azarenka here, Keys, Kazakina's been struggling, so is Sebalenka, Venus. Is there anybody that you think could, could slip up Halep before the quarters? Um. Yeah, I mean, Azarenka is tough. I mean, she keeps getting these tough draws. I mean, she's favored. She's a pretty big favorite, actually, over Cornet, but Cornet is a decent player, had success at Wimbledon, beat Serena once at Wimbledon. And that would be to play Tomjanovic or Kasakina, who are both solid players. And then that would be to theoretically play Halep, so if she can get past Sasnovich. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Halep's a tough one because I feel like she's kind of the best one or two or three best players in the game. But after French last year, there's been like this weird drop, like in her focus or it just, I don't know. It's just she doesn't seem like she's the same player. Like maybe she's almost going through the motions of it all a little bit, but um, now that she's got the prize. Keys could make a run in there. You never know. She's serving good. Her game should be built for grass. I mean, she's yeah. such a big hitter. You know, serves big, hits the big forehand, solid backhand. It's definitely an interesting section, though. I mean, who, whoever upsets the, one of the seeds there will inherit that good draw and can, can make a deep run, though. Maybe even Kennan. What about Kennan? Yeah, well, that's and that's where we, we are going to close because I think – I think Simone is a pretty pretty solid bet to get to the quarterfinals, but you know the, that last bottom half of the bottom section of the draw with Osaka, where we don't know what exactly is is up with her game, and, and we'll see on Wimbledon where she hasn't had the best success uh, in her short career. But Kennan's playing well, Brett. She's getting better. She's winning some tough matches, and, and unlike Sabalenka, who we didn't really discuss, who's been kind of showing some signs of being a little weak mentally. Kennan's showing some signs of the other way, being a little strong in these big moments, winning some tight three-setters. I think that if we get Osaka Kennan in the third round, I'm really excited for that. I think she's the one player yeah. that could give Osaka all she can handle and beat her. It's funny that Osaka plays Putin Save in the first round, who beat her earlier, uh, beat her you know, this week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. So I think that that's something, but Kennan Osaka is the one I want to see because Kennan can absolutely win that match. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd like to see Osaka kind of get back on track. I mean, I, I like her game and her personality. It's like quirky and fun, and and she's interesting. And and but she's kind of like you know, she's kind of been weird through the clay court season. And like you said, lost to Putin Seva, so maybe she'll have some revenge on the line. I'd like to see her get her game going. And if she did play Kinnan in the third round, I think whoever wins that match could have a good chance of you know winning this quarter. So like you look at the top part, Keys would eventually get. Halep up there. I don't know. We'll see. I think Kennan definitely, she doesn't back down in the big moments. Like you no. said, she's young, but she's really coming into her own. You know, she's 21 or two. People thought maybe she had already kind of uh, come on the, you know, she should have broken on the scene earlier, but taking her a little longer, but she's here now. And uh, she's fun to watch. And then, you know, we didn't mention, neither of us are really high in Wozniacki's chances, I think, just coming back, but. 14 seed, not really feeling it there. Um, we're all looking at that one matchup of Saka and Kennan. So, should be fun, but time is now, Brett. We need some picks now for the semis, the final, and who wins it. Who you got women's Wimbledon championships? Women's Wimbledon championships. All right. I am going to take I'm going to take Serena in the semi. Okay. I think she's okay. just so good here. Her serve is Pretty good, man. So she gets through. To... So she gets Barty. She, she's going to think beat Barty in the quarters. If Barty can get there, oh, okay. yeah. 
Okay, so Serena in yeah, one semi. Serena in one, and then I'm going to take over Sloan. I'll put Sloan in there. We want to see that match. I want to see Serena versus Sloan. I we haven't seen it in a while. It's been like five years. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see it at Wimbledon. So just that's almost wishful thinking. You know, I might hate myself come Tuesday or whatever it is whenever she plays. But, um, and then on the other side, I think uh, I think Osaka is going to get it together. Okay. That might be wishful thinking too, but I think that section, I don't know about Halep and Halep, I don't know, Keys. I don't believe in Sabalenka. And like you said, Wozniacki, she just got married, so I don't know if she's as focused on tennis as she normally okay. is. Pliskova? The other section. Yeah, Pliskova. Those are some high power semis yeah. right there. Yeah, Plish versus Osaka. Mm-hmm. And they had no real big upsets, though. Serena and Stevens. All right, give me yours. Uh, my semis, I'm going to go with, let's see what I want to do here. The one that I absolutely agree with is Pliskova. I think that's going to happen. I think she will play. I'll go with Osaka as well. I'll agree with you on that one. The other one, though, I'm going to say it will be, I'm going to say Nisimova gets to the semis of Wimbledon. I like her I like coming it. out of there, and I like her to play I'll go Kerber gets back to the semis. So Kerber, Kerber. and East, yeah, so Kerber and Isamova in the semis, Pliskova. And Osaka and uh I'll I'll lead this one off. I think the final is going to be Pliskova Kerber. Alright. I'll say mine Pliskova Serena. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pliskova to win the whole thing. That's that's where I'm going. I think it's I think it's her time to win this grass court tournament with the with the serve and, and way she's hitting her forehand. That's my pick. I can't go with I'll go then Serena. Okay. Serena makes her finally make gets her comeback, gets her title. She's been saving herself, practicing, getting right, getting healthy and, and it's all gonna come together for her. Well if she gets to the final, Brett, she's gotta win it because that'd be a, a lot of losses in a row in major finals for her. I got, I'd have to think yeah. it'd be I don't think she's ever lost three straight majors finals, right? Like we'd have to look that up. I can't see that have happened in her career. Three in a row. I don't know either. But yeah, that doesn't sound like that probably has happened. <laughs> so all right, all right. Well, that's the women's side. Some agreements and disagreements. We'll see what happens on the men's side. I want to talk about the odds now here on the Money Mitch Effect before we get going. And as you may know, listening out there, the big threes won every Wimbledon. The big fours won every Wimbledon since two thousand and three. So. Not a lot of parity in this tournament in the major on the men's side. But as it stands now, Djokovic is the favorite, basically 11 to 8, depending on where you get it at. Uh, Federer is 11 to 4. Nadal is about 6 to 1. So it's plus, then 18. Then you have Zverev, 28. Milos, 33. It just gets out of hand after that. I mean, Kyrgios is 40, and you have a lot of just weird names coming up. But Felix, 28 to 1. I want to put a star in that one, Brett. But. It's hard to see anyone outside of the big three winning this tournament. I mean, we could say Sitsipas and Felix or Zverev can get his head on straight, but this has been their tournament, and it doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I think anything else is you almost look at everyone else and, and go, like, who's maybe the one guy who can jump up and make, like, a semi? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's You know, maybe make, who's the guy that's going to, hey, wow, this person got to a semi at Wimbledon, a big breakthrough, you know, we I really hope it's Sitsipas, just because, I mean, I really like him as a player. He's great to watch. I love the way he plays. And his style of game should match up to the grass, but it kind of hasn't yet. I mean, he hasn't made, you know, a deep run. I mean, he's still young. But, like, he, he didn't do great in the warm-ups. And so, you know, with his serve, his volley, and the way he jumps and dives around out there, like, I'd love for him to break through and make a run. It's going to be tough for anybody, especially when you're in the section of the big three. Um, Djokovic winning here last year, losing the French semis, but putting together one of the best stretches of his illustrious career is a deserved favorite. I know a lot of people are talking, Brett, about the seeding with with Federer and Nadal, and I I think we both understand that this is how Wimbledon's done it. It hasn't always been fair. They have their own system, and it gave Federer the benefit of the doubt. Now, at the end of the day, none of them have to play Djokovic in the semis. They drew each other. So I don't think it's the end of the world either way. Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of a weird thing. They've always done it, and it seems weird 
to almost punish Nadal since he just won the last Grand Slam. And he made the semi there last year, so it wasn't like he went out early last year. But, you know, they add up your grass court, you know, the warm-ups plus your results. They add up the last two years. They have a formula. So, I mean, it definitely helps Fed. You know, it hurts Nadal a little bit. The guy who really gets help is Anderson. I mean, he goes from, you know, <laughs> eight, eight, eight in the world. He gets moved all the way up to four. And I, have we even seen him? I mean, when was no. the last time we saw Anderson? Yeah, that, that's so, the part about, no one's really talking about. Uh, I think it's interesting, too, at this tournament, Brett. Djokovic is playing at a worldly level pretty consistently. Nadal's, Nadal is, and Federer as well. But Nadal with his injuries on hard courts and Federer with his age and, and basically Wimbledon being his surface, this is pretty important for them as they chase each other in history and, and who can collect the most majors. I don't know that I'll see that I'd see Nadal winning another major other than clay or, or grass. I don't know that he wins a hard court major given the surface. And you could say the same for Fed. This might be his best and maybe his only great chance to win another major as well. So I think there's some added stakes always at uh, Wimbledon for these two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still think they can win. Like they could beat both of those guys if they got a good draw. Like Nadal, mm-hmm. a couple years, a solid draw, won the Open. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that could still happen. But you're right. Like. Uh, if you had to pick it, you'd think it'd be on the softer surfaces for him. Fed could definitely win here. I mean, Fed's yeah. draw. It's, it's insane. It, it, it's not just the yeah. seating. It's George pulls out. He doesn't have any any tests until he gets to the quarters, and even that's pretty easy as well for, for his standards. Nadal a little tougher. Yeah. We'll dive into it now. The top section, Djokovic at the top, playing Kolstrov in the first round, who has a victory over him earlier this year, but it's a different ball game with Joker in the majors. Felix is down here. Mentioned him, twenty-eight to one, nineteen seed at Wimbledon. Monfils is down there. He's a little battled by the injuries. Dimitrov's in here. I'll tell you what I want to see, Brett, and that's Joker and Felix in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, this is. I mean, if you look at the odds, Joker's minus two twenty to win this quarter, and then the next three guys are like almost our next. You know, our three favorite next gen guys. You have Sitsipas, five and a half to one. Felix, nine to one, and Medvedev. At 14 to 1. So, like, all those guys are fun to watch. And so, like, Joker, if he's going to come out of there, is going to have to, you know, beat the best of the next generation. Um, which yeah, he Malfi's will. In there. <laughs> yeah, which he will. Exactly. But, you know, Monfils not good on grass. He has an interesting match with the fellow Frenchman, uh, Ugo Bear, uh, in the first round. So, that should be kind of fun. But, yeah, I mean, this seems like Djokovic is to win. I mean, there's some names in there, but, I, you know, Cole Schreiber, three out of five is different than beating Joker, two out of three. Absolutely. I think Medvedev sits a pass as a fourth-round matchup. Could be pretty fun, assuming they all get there. Sitsi's got some pitfalls in his way, guys that could, could frustrate him a little bit. But, you know, whether it's uh, Verdasco, Kyle Edmund, one of those two, go fans in this section as well. Medvedev, I mean, the point being, we all know that Djokovic is the guy, but there's some stuff to bet on. There could be some fun second- and third-round matchups that we see. And Medvedev is a guy who his style might not be the most aesthetically pleasing, could be boring at times. But he can play with these guys. He took, he's the only guy to take a set off of Joker and the Australians. So he, he knows how to, how to raise his level. I mean, it's just, it's just almost an impossible task to beat Djokovic at this slam or any slam. But Medvedev's a guy that could give him some problems. Looking at Felix, I remember not too long ago when we were like, you know, look out for this guy Felix. He's not sneaking up on anyone anymore. He's minus 1,500 over Postasil. Ugh. I mean, I know Postasil's been out, but he's like he's a former quarterfinalist, so like there's no more sneaking up. Everyone knows about Felix now, so all the value there is gone. Um, yeah, I think Djokovic is going to have a little bit of. He's going to play angry, man. He was frustrated about the way the conditions were at the French when he had to play the team, and you know everyone said he, he just left, and you know all the controversy there. So I think he's going to want to come back and kind of set it straight that he's the best player in the world. And, I don't think he's going to let you know any of these young guys get in his way, except Sissy possibly the one guy I think that could, could maybe give him some trouble. Well, you mentioned the other the other quarters and Kevin Anderson being the four seed. What a uh, what an interesting quarter that is, because <laughs> you got yeah. Milos at the 15th seed, another guy that's been all over the place. We've been high on Stan's comeback. We're both big Stan guys, but he's never really done anything at, at Wimbledon to his to his level at the other slams. And even if you go to the the, uh, the section directly below that, Zverev, who's been a complete train wreck this season, and Kachanov, who's starting to play better, but he had high hopes and struggled out of the gate. I mean, I mean, that this is the, this is a tribute to the WTA. I think this quarter just put put these names in a hat. 
any one of them could make it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with Zverev, like we're still waiting, you know, like kind of, kind of just waiting for him to to break through. And he kind of seems like he's almost content waiting till like the other guys retire or something, you know, like where some of the other guys you feel like are coming to get it, like Sissy Foss is moving up and Felix and and Fritz and some of these young guys are trying to make their move or like you know like. Zverev almost has kind of been in this holding pattern for like a couple years now, almost like he's just waiting for Nadal, Djokovic, and Fed maybe to retire, and that way he can just take over the mantle as, as the next guy. Yeah. I so I mean, this this should be his section. Like if you look at it, like you know Anderson, like you said, hasn't been playing. Kachinov is up and down, maybe not. Grass might not be his best surface. Stan's not his best surface. Milos is a guy who could sneak out of this section, and he's getting five to one to win the quarter which is a pretty good number for a guy who's made semis and he's made the final here once, right, at least. Mm-hmm. So Murray beat him a couple years ago. That might not be a bad bet if I had to one. I think Kachanoff might be better on grass than we think. Just looking at last year, he lost in the fourth round. It was to Djokovic, so not really any shame in that loss. And he has kind yeah. of turned it around. Maybe he's a guy that could could show something, but... Getting this Zverev, I mean, we're still waiting, but I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to wait on this in majors. Like, at some point, you have to perform. And we talk about players we like, like Sitsipas and, and now even Felix, how in big moments they're just going for it and they're not trying to wait around and, and they're pushing the envelope. I just hate the attitude that I'm seeing from a guy like Zverev who has all the talent in the world that should be at that level. I mean, there's no excuse. He's beaten all of them in matches before. He should be contending for majors. He should be getting to semis. Like, and the fact that he's not getting to major semis is what really irritates me. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's weird that he struggles in three out of five when he's like this big guy with a good serve. That should, you know, he should almost thrive in those conditions. And he gets like tentative. Like when he's had his best success is when he's playing like aggressive. You know, he's, he's hitting and moving forward. He's he's more hugging the baseline a little bit. And, and we, you can tell when he's not doing well is when he's you know, 10 feet behind the baseline trying to, like, out-rally, you know, some of these guys. And, you know, that's kind of not his game. He's big, and he should try and end the points quicker and, you know, move forward, get to net, knock off a volley or, you know, an overhead or something. Yeah. So, especially on grass, you know, he wants to make those points even even shorter. Right. It's just, you know, you're not in Fed, Nadal, or Joker's quarter. Make the semis. It's my whole thing. Like, this is an t- opportunity. You were the sixth seed. You could have drawn, drawn those guys in the quarters. You didn't take advantage of that opportunity. We'll see. We'll see if yeah. he proves us wrong. Uh, bottom half of the draw now in the money. Mitch Effect for the men's side of Wimbledon. Team is the five-seed French Open finalist. Does, hadn't really made a huge run on grass in his career, but still a very good player. Continues to get better. Fognini's the 12. Team it plays Query in the first round. Fognini plays Tiafo. Those are some fun matches there in the section that belongs to Nadal underneath him. With Chilich in there and uh, Shapovalov, who's really struggled in the last year, now at 29, that, that seed does seem kind of low. So I'll ask you this in regards to team, in regards to some of the younger Americans and younger players like Shapovalov and TFO. Is this more wide open than we think, or do you think team is going to consolidate where he's going, Brett, at a point where he's made the last two French Open finals? Is he primed for his first Wimbledon run, or is it going to be uh, another unpredictable situation here i don't know i mean i think if he got anyone else but like query i mean query is a tough first round on grass you know i mean he's just coming back though he is just coming back yeah he is i mean former semifinalist here i mean he's beaten murray here before he's beaten Djokovic here before so he's kind of a little bit of a giant killer i mean didn't he get runner-up to fritz last week yeah, so, Fritz I mean, kind of put it on him, though. But, yeah, it was good to see Query back. And uh, I, I'm just wondering about the fitness of a best-of-five team also being one of the most yeah. fit guys on tour. So we'll see there. I mean, yeah, you're right. That That is not a great opening matchup. But if team gets by that, maybe that will get him some momentum. Rublev would be next, not a, not a cakewalk either. I'm just yeah. – I want to see more from Garin, team. My, that's my guy, Garin, yeah, right there. Guy, you're Chilean. <laughs> I uh, – I want to see more from uh, Tiafo. I, I think the Australian run was great. He hasn't done much since, and this is an opportunity for him. Fognini's a good player, but not the best grass court player, and if he beats him, the draw really opens up. Definitely. I mean, he's a favorite there. Tiafo is minus 155. Well, that, I mean, that's is, kind of mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, it's, I guess 
it's more of like Fonini not doing well on grass than being a, a pro a Tiafo line. But yeah, like if he can get past that, I mean, he'll get a lot of pub because he's beating a you know, top 12 seed. And then, like you said, he gets a decent little draw there. He'd probably play Fuksovich next, and then maybe someone like Simone in the third round, which are, you know, winnable matches. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for Tiafo too. I mean, he's got a great personality, he's a fun kid. Like, after the Australian Open, everyone was so high on him. They thought, you know, he kind of launched from there, but he kind of struggled a little bit with his consistency, so we'll see. Are you betting on Manorino to beat Chilich? Yeah, I don't know, man. Chilich is struggling. I yeah. mean, Chilich should blow him off the court just because he's got that great serve and he's a you know, former finalist here and all that stuff but he's kind of you feel like a little bit like with a running back when they hit 30 Chilich hit 30 and, and he's kind of been struggling a little bit since then you wonder if like the big guy you know once you get that many years on your body does it start mm-hmm. to start to affect him more well everyone's talking about a potential second round matchup between Nadal and Kyrgios given how they've played some stuff being said off the court Kyrgios plays Jordan Thompson, and I mentioned before we started recording that might be worth a fiver on Thompson because Kyrgios always lets us down when we have a big match looming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually when everyone wants a match to happen that's a round or two away, like something happens and it doesn't. But, I mean, I would love to see that match. I remember randomly being at Wimbledon that when that, the first time they played when Kyrgios was a kid and he beat him crazy back then. He thought this kid would... You know, was all of a sudden going to win, you know, multiple Wimbledons or something. But, yeah, that'd be fun, man. It'd be, it'd be interesting. What do you think there? Who do you like if that happens? I'm still going to pick Nadal, uh, given the fact that he's coming off of a loss to him the last time they played. Best of five setting gives Nadal way more opportunity to, as they say, problem solve and, and make a difference. But Kyrgios can play with him. And if he serves well, it changes the entire complexion of the match. Nadal... Had a great run on grass last year, losing to Djokovic in that epic match. This draw is not that easy for him because it could be Kyrgios followed by maybe a Songo or a Shapovalov before you even get to the fourth round. So I think it, it's a little trickier than it's been for Nadal, but it's still rough for Nadal, and it's hard to bet against him when he's not playing a, a Djokovic or a Federer on grass. That would be a great match. Whoever comes out of that, yeah, I'd probably get Songo. Songo looked okay in that match against Fed and Hala. Pushed him to three sets. Nice to see him back playing. I mean, that's why I almost think Query is an interesting. He's twenty-six to one to win the quarter. So, like, if he could beat Team, he would inherit that draw. And then whoever comes out of this bottom half, you know, then that's who he has to play. But I mean, you know, probably won't happen. But twenty-six to one is a pretty big number. Yeah, I mean, Nadal looked good last year. Everyone thought last year when he came in, oh, he's going to lose again early. But then, he, dude, he played some good tennis. That match against Delpo, that five-setter was. Classic, and then the match against Djokovic, he played some of the best tennis you know you've ever seen. So, it'd be hard to bet against them. Certainly would, certainly would. One last quarter to to look at the bottom of this draw. Brett Connors on the Money Mitch Effect talking Wimbledon. Again, again, another guy we haven't seen in a while. Zizner is down here playing as the nine seed. Nishikori is the eight seed. The Federer quarter that everybody expects him to at least get to the corners and probably just go right through easy into the semis, but. If you want a dark horse quarterfinalist, Brett, I like Taylor Fritz. I think he can put it together, and he's starting to. And this is an opportunity for him to get to a quarterfinal because not really as many pitfalls in his way. Yeah, I mean, he gets Burdich, though, first round. I mean, that's not like an easy first round. I know Burdich hasn't been playing that great lately, and Mm -hmm. he hasn't been playing. He's a little injured. But Burdich Yeah, yeah, that's like a reoccurring theme here is that we just, there's so many players that haven't been playing, and you don't know what to expect. But it's kind of <laughs> yeah, your no it's kind of your query thing. Like if he can get through that first match, then things could be a little better for him. But uh, yeah, or it's Struff too. I mean, Struff is a tough player as well. But what how Fritz has looked, how he plays on grass, and uh, I, I mean, I think we both are a fan of the fact that he went to Europe and and really you know made it a mission to get better and, and really improve his ranking and, and you know commit to being an American playing in Europe for a while. I think was a good next step for his career. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, the fact that so many Americans usually bail on the clay because, oh, it's too long and, you know, I'm not going to win that many matches. And he kind of was like, look, I'm going to take my medicine. I'm going to take my lumps. You know, he went out, he went pretty good record. He won like six or seven matches, I think, during the clay and uh, beat some good players. So uh, I'll just be interested to see. He won his, his first title, right, on Sunday or Saturday. So that's a lot like he, to take in. He played all last week, a lot of good tennis. Then he wins. He has this huge, you know, 
celebration and then he has to travel get to Wimbledon and refocus and, and waiting there for him is you know Burdich a former finalist who's who's a big hitter so be interesting to see how he how he handles that situation does Federer lose his set before he gets to the quarterfinals <laughs> yeah I don't know I I feel like Fed to win his quarters like minus 210 we need that prop bet sets lost because that's what I want to look at the yeah, way he plays he just like cruises more- like it just cruises on grass so I mean, Berrettini's the guy that if he gets there, uh, you know, he's had has a grass title, has turned himself into a great grass court player. But I mean, it is Roger Federer, and uh, I just don't see anybody in his way early. I also should give a shout out to before we forget retiring this tournament, Marcos Bagdadis. So had an interesting career, a long one, major finalist, retiring yeah, after Wimbledon. He- yeah, he- he's been a cool guy. I almost think that he might be a good bet. He's like almost even over. Schnur, so it's not like Schnur's, you know, Schnur's some like automatic win. Yeah. I don't think he's ever even made it to the main draw at Wimbledon. So I think you know, Fed minus two ten to win this quarter is almost like stealing. So Puy plays Gasquet, another all French matchup in the first round. Gasquet could win that. Puy's kind of been up and down since Australia, but yeah, like you said, Fed gets Harris to play Clark or Rubin <laughs> to maybe get Gasquet or Puy. <laughs> I don't know. Incredible. Yeah, I think this is Fed's quarter, man. All right, Brett, let's let's make those picks: semifinals, final, and champion. Um, is it going to be big three plus one, or, or can we can we shorten it that way? Or do you think one of the big three doesn't get to the semis? Um, I mean, I think Fed gets there, and I think Joker gets there for sure. I mean, not for sure, but I just Sitsipas. I think if Sitsipas can, I think he's the only guy who could beat Joker up there. But since he hasn't really proven it much on grass, three out of five, I think it's a tough ask. So I think that those guys are kind of locked in. And as far as the other side, I don't think team's going to get there. I think team's going to lose. I think team might lose to Query, man. I just, I don't know. And I think, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think you got to put Nadal. I think Nadal's going to go. <laughs> okay. Curios. Yeah, but even, even if, if Kyrgios Kyrgios beats yeah, even Nadal, if he beats him, does he still make the semis? He probably loses his next match. Yeah, that's match. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think he does. So I think even if he beats him, like, you know, that then it'll be just someone random there if, if he beats Nadal. And then on the other side, I think almost uh, – I'll just I'll throw Raonic in there. Okay. Raonic, Raonic gets pesky at Wimbledon. He's, like, tough. He's got that big serve, those huge round strokes, and it's not the funnest tennis to watch, but it's effective. I'm going to throw Stan in there. Why not? I mean – Stanley. <laughs> Why not, man? I mean, I'm not going to throw Zverev in there until he does it. I don't want to pick Milos or Anderson because they're boring. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw yeah, Stan. I'm just going to throw Stan in there. Catching off maybe, but still haven't seen everything from him yet. Uh, and then I yeah. will say a final matchup. I think Fed beats Nadal at Wimbledon. I think it's Fed Joker in the final. Yeah, I think Joker. Yeah, Joker over Fed in the final. I'll go Fed over Joker. I think Fed gets his major here. Gets the 21. And uh, okay. if he beats Nadal Joker back-to-back, we'd have to really go back in time for the last time that's happened. It's been a while, probably over a decade. Yeah. So should be fun yeah. there. Well, then then you like Fed plus 300 or whatever he is to win it all. It's a good I think, bet. I think it's worth it, yeah. Well, Brett, before I let you go, first round, we always like doing this. What are some of your favorite bets on the first round of Wimbledon? Man, men or women, you could just you know throw out some that you like. No, uh, I looked through it. Just some of the ones that are kind of closer odds, kind of like Copil over Paya. I know it's not flashy, but Paya's more of a clay quarter. Copil's got a big serve. Um, Verdasco is even money in this first round. If good Verdasco shows up there, then then that might be all right. Golbus over Meyer. Golbus made a run here last year. He's got that funky style, so I don't know somehow it works a little bit on grass. And Fuksovic maybe over Novak. Fuksovic has been playing all right this year. Yeah. But none of those are really exciting. Those are all just kind of close pick on matches that I saw on the men's side. How about a two-to-one, a little more than two-to-one, her bear to beat Anderson? Yeah, that's kind of, that's the, you don't know what Anderson's got, so exactly. pick his opponent bet a little bit. <laughs> you know? don't know what he's going to be like. And hey, Bear's been, uh, been doing a little bit better, right? He's focusing on the singles and and all that stuff. And he's playing with Murray in the dubs. <laughs> no, it's pretty crazy that he's going to keep doing that because Andy Murray asked him. But 
that's going to be uh, no. He's got he's got a good net presence. I think he can give Anderson a lot if he uh, if Anderson's not healthy. We mentioned the women's match. I like it's Gavrilova plus two eighty five. Svitolina. Yeah, that's that's solid. Brady over Martich. I mean, just Martich is not much of a grass court player. I feel like just Brady's almost getting plus one eighty five. You talked about Sway over Ostapenko. She's like minus one thirty five. If you like that, yeah. Vincic minus five hundred. Against Pavy, I mean, I don't know what Pavy's got, but she's getting plus three seventy five, and uh, and Jabour, who's kind of been like been winning, playing solid, is almost plus three hundred over Kvitova, who's making her comeback from being hurt. Yeah, there was another one I saw too that I thought Ali Risk is like plus one fifty against Donna Vekic. And, yeah, and they're even to me. Yeah. Like that, that's a coin flip match, so that's one where I just like to have some some odds in my favor. If it was the other that's way, I'm probably in that way. And of course, Kuzi plus yeah. one fifty-seven against Van Udvik. So might have to lay <laughs> that one right too. There. Yeah. And what about what about you? You got to tell us what the Bouchard odds are. You always. Do. Oh yeah, I'm always good at that. No, she's a dog. <laughs> she's a dog plus one fifty to that Zidancic girl. Oh. But crazy man. Uh, Five years ago, she made the finals here. Yeah, she won a major match. She won that major match last year when the French Federation uh, at the U.S. Open gave her the easiest uh, opponent of all time in major history. Uh, but no, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll see what happens. Brett Connors, this was fun. We'll have to recap after Wimbledon, see where we were right and, and wrong. Unfortunately, that's going to happen too. But oh yeah, fun. appreciate you coming on, talking some tennis. Thanks, money. Hopefully, more right than wrong. But uh, we'll check in and uh, have a good uh, couple weeks. Talk to you soon. All right, huge thanks again to Brett Connors for coming on the show. And a reminder, you can follow him on Twitter at BetConnors is the handle for all your gambling picks and advice. He's going to be tweeting a lot during Wimbledon. So if you're looking if you're looking at that sort of thing, definitely uh, one to follow. Wimbledon, two weeks, my favorite major of the year. Should be a fun time. Already some fun matches this morning. So everybody pay attention. We might be back later this week on the Money Mitch Effect to talk some NBA, NHL, free agency. Basketball is getting out of hand with the Nets getting Kyrie and Durant. Butler on the heat. A lot of moving parts. A lot of movement. Lakers got their uh, Lakers are still in the mix for some people. And D'Angelo Russell on the Warriors. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. That was just a taste of it. We're going to break all that down. I think later this week. But a reminder: you can follow the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. I'm on Twitter, Money Mitch M21, and check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well. This was the Money Mitch Effect. I'm Mitch Michaels. Until next time, keep enjoying sports.